Yo, what's up? So I just sat down with Nick Lowe from Myo Detox. Nick Lowe is the COO, that's Chief Operating Officer of Myo Detox. He's a philanthropist. He is a coach. He's a trainer. He's a genuine person. He's someone that really cares about his team internally and externally. Uh, he's been an entrepreneur for 10 years. He's been a physiotherapist for 13, 14, 15 years. Um, Looks like he's 20. Uh, he's been in the game for a long time, though. So he's someone I really appreciate from an educational standpoint around physiotherapy, someone that understands the psychology of humans as well as the physiology of humans, which comes a long way. Um, his goal is to become obsolete. His goal is to come in, heal people, show people the right way to move and how to future-proof their body, which is their whole tag tagline there, um, and how to really understand the inner workings of why they're injured or why they're not feeling good or why this muscle's tense or why this ligament's not working. So we got into the gears, uh, really into the nitty gritty for quite a long time. And I wish that uh, we could get a little bit more into Nick, who he is internally. But we did get into a little bit of philosophy and branding and business and marketing because that is his day to day. Um, but he also goes deep uh, into uh, basketball and movement and understanding things holistically. So if you're an athlete, period, period, if, and if you're an athlete, if you just run, or if, if you just go to the gym a couple times a week, listen to this. And then don't just listen. Listen and then go investigate. Find more. Find out more. Uh, go go follow uh, Nick Lowe on all his uh, social media. Go follow Myo Detox. Great people. Uh, changing the physio game. Changing how it's done. Really enjoy, uh, enjoyed this one. I can't wait to get him back on uh, in the near future. So thanks, Nick. Check it out. Nick Lowe. What's happening, brother? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm cold, wet. My feet are a little wet. Not gonna lie. Other than that, I'm doing all right. Thank you for joining us here in uh, rainy Vancouver. I know you were just down in LA a little while ago. You're in Toronto the other day. You're popping all over the place. I appreciate you sitting down for hopefully a little while. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share my story and talk to you a little bit. I'll tell you what, man. When I think about Nick Lowe, I think about um. I think about hashtag be like Nick Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're, you're a trend, man. Like you're, you're trending. That's, that's a, what, what, so what is hashtag uh, be like Nick Lowe? I mean, what is that? Yeah. I don't, <clears throat> How did that happen? The, one of the girls that works for me, um, mostly she's just messing with me, you know? Fuck, but it caught. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like this mystery guy on Instagram, right? Yeah. Because I don't talk a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I write a lot, mm -hmm. and uh, I guess my team just loves to make fun of me. Mm -hmm. So I love taking pictures of my shoes. So it started out with me taking pictures of my shoes. Uh, I, I actually used to post about shoes because I have a sneaker. sneaker Are you kinda. a sneakerhead? I'm a bit of a sneaker. Not like crazy sneakerhead, but I, I like sneakers. I like kicks. I'm a basketball guy. All basketball I like guys. sneakers. Yeah. If you grow up a basketball guy, you, you like kicks. Yeah, right? you're in love. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. I get so, it. Hell yeah. yeah. I basically every morning before a run, I'd always take a picture of my shoes and I would just like write something small. And I did that like every single day. I used to run a lot and then used to, I still, I still do. It's cold outside. It's cold outside. It's cold, it's cold as outside. hell outside. Um, How much do you run? Uh, these days I try to get out three to four days a week. Damn. But distances are different, right? I just, I just do whatever yeah, I can. That's a good question. What's a, what's a, what's a good distance for you? Um, these days, if I can get out for anywhere from 7K to 15, Shit. 15 on the weekends, right? Uh, I try to get out every day before work. 
for um, which is when it's cold as hell out when it's cold as hell so I, I don't obviously get around to it a lot these days I've actually been getting more into basketball because a gym is warm because the gym is warm <laughs> uh, and it's just like fun for me again I, yeah. I used to play a lot of basketball growing up so oh yeah so it's just getting a sweat just like everybody else right yeah totally so so Nick you like I'll, I'll, the the fans and, and the listeners would have already heard an intro but like from your words what what do you what are your pillars like you're you're a visionary you're a brand guy you're a movement guy you're a communicator you like you love to give back like there's so many different things that you are like do you have like an elevator like if you were to meet like kobe bryant in an elevator and be like okay nick what's your deal like what the hell would you say Oh, that's tough. Like that's I, like I, I, I've listen, man. I know you, and I, I have no idea. Like it would, it would take me three minutes of thinking about it to even formulate something. You're a lot of things, man. I am, but uh, in an elevator pitch, that's uh, maybe not an elevator pitch, but <laughs> I mean, I, a, a lot of what I've become has evolved over the years. Mm-hmm. I obviously started out as as a physio, uh, physiotherapist. Um, and now I'm still a physiotherapist and that's obviously my passion. That's why I got into physiotherapy in the first place. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think my, my goal right now is, is evolved a lot into really trying to support the people that have supported me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big part of who I've become, uh, especially in the last year. I have a, a massive team and, you know, I, I, I go home at night and I, and I, I actually think about them a lot. Right. And cause everyone's always wondering like, you know, when is this guy going to stop? This guy works so hard. Right. And he's always like, you know, cooking in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, which is like every day I'm trying to make things better, whether yeah. it's, whether it's, you know, on the physio side, on the business side, the entrepreneur side, mm-hmm. um, just constantly trying to improve things. Mm-hmm. And you know, you become obsessed with it, of course. And for a long time, I was very obsessed with it. And I, I still am. But these days, my, you know, I, I guess what defines me is, is, you know, trying to support the dreams of everyone who supports mine. Mm. And that's a tip that I give a lot of entrepreneurs these days. So what makes a good entrepreneur? How do I just make sure you genuinely care about people? Um, you could say you care about people. But I don't believe that everyone truly does. Mm-hmm. Um, I want more than anything for the people who constantly have supported me in this journey to to be able to, you know, touch the sky. Totally. That's what I always say. I want I want people to be able to touch the sky totally. and whatever that means to them. Right. 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 Totally. I hear you, man. I hear you. Yo, you want to pull that mic a little bit closer to your to your to your. Sure. I, I, know, I know, I know, it's intimidating. I know, I, know, I know. Trust me, I get real. I get real. I put the baritone voice on in here. <laughs> no, I'm I'm joking. But listen, I, it's funny F- for the listeners. Like we didn't before Nick just came on here. We didn't have that conversation. You might have think thought that we did because the last podcast we just did that was the whole fucking theme. Literally, it was uh, Kevin Hahn was asking me on the last podcast. Uh, like what, what are your takeaways after 25 episodes with you know vancouver like iconic figures in vancouver and, and a lot of people that have done a lot with their lives the number one takeaway for me is just like literally at every stage of life they care 
Like they still care. Right. They still care. Right. And they might even care more. They probably do care more. Absolutely. Just like the, the skill, the tangible skill of being a genuine human. Yeah. Like it's almost as if the people that are doing it, air quotes, right, in my perspective, are the people that are leveling up their tangible skills, their communicative skills, and, and whatever their craft is, but also their skill of being a genuine human. Right. That's like so tangible and you can feel it in the room. Right. Point and point in case Joey Haywood. Yes. Point in case Joey Haywood. Joey yes. Haywood walks in this exact room two weeks ago and like, you know, we had, I don't know, eight people in here and everyone's like, Wow. Like there's an energy there. Right. There's an energy there. And like that ability, like it's not taught. You can't teach it. It's just it comes intuitively. Right. And that's something that you get with your uh with your physiotherapist and yes. with your with your uh RMTs and, and things like that. You really get that feeling of like Okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Right. Like, honestly, like, I've been to a lot of physios. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a lot of client-facing work. Yep. And, you know, I'm in a client-facing business as well. And people might come in and, and just want answers right away. And I was like, well, to be honest with you, like, I, I don't have an answer for you right away because mm -hmm. I haven't asked the questions and I haven't probed and we haven't tested. Like, right. we don't know what's wrong with it. Oh, you have pain in your glute? Okay, well, why? Totally. <laughs> right? Like, let's take 30 minutes and figure it out. And then let's, and you take the time to diagnose these problems. That's what attracted me to the whole thing yeah. of Mayo. So, but I want you to get into that a little bit of, like I said, you might go into another physio and then it's okay. Your, your glutes tight. Okay, well let's 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 check out your hamstring. Let's let's check out your hip mobility. Let's check out your hip flexor, and then let's stretch each of those individually. You have a very connected way of I want to say diagnosing, but also strengthening and also stretching like sure. the body holistically. It's a completely different methodology. So for, so for someone that has no fucking clue about <laughs> what I'm talking about and how poorly I just explained it, what's your methodology at Mayo, and how did you develop it? Um. You know, I'd say at Mayo, it's evolved a lot. It's constantly evolving. It's constantly trying to improve what we do, number one. Um, the the idea of having 30-minute and 60-minute sessions is something that I've done since, since I started my own company, mm -hmm. which was back in 2011, mm -hmm. uh, because the 30 and 60 minutes is that important for that one-on-one, -on -one, like you said. It's what we call discovery, right. right? You have to get to know somebody. You mm -hmm. got to understand their goals. You have to know kind of why they're even there in the first place. Yeah, my knee hurts. Yeah, my, you know, glute is tight or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, but truly, like, why are you, why are you actually here? Mm -hmm. um, so that's number one. That's never changed since the first day I started. So that 30 and 60 minutes is very big in our company. And so, so when you say why are you... Why are you really here? You mean, like, what's your psychological, like, wh what's making you pick up the phone or make the booking? Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. And, you know, we, we, we spend a lot of time basically getting to know people. Um, you know, they always say uh, most healthcare professionals, I forgot what the stat was, but I think it was like 12 seconds or 13 seconds. Did they diagnose or what? what, what? Uh, that healthcare professionals cut off the... Uh, patient or client oh. um, while they're talking. So it usually takes 12 to 13 seconds before healthcare professionals will stop them. Right. Not necessarily stop them, but, you know, it, yeah. uh, interrupt, mm. right? And it's something we teach a lot in our team to, to listen, right? 
Mm. And you, you can't listen in 15 minutes or 20 minutes uh, and, you know, try to assess somebody, try to treat them, you know, try to give some, if you're doing hands-on work, do some hands, like, mm-hmm. it's hard. And, you know, I, I, I uh, worked in a lot of clinics that had these kind of constraints to allowing me to get to know people and kind of figuring out their why. So at Mild Detox, we spent a lot of time to figure out people's why. Um, like you mentioned, we have a very integrated approach. So we integrate before we isolate. Uh, what that means is that's we look bar. at the bar. <laughs> okay. That's a line right there. That's a line right there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> integrate before you isolate. Yeah. So, you know, backtrack a little bit. Okay. As a physiotherapist, um, in school, you're taught to isolate. What that means is you're taught all the details of everything, mm-hmm. right? You're taught to, you know, figure out different parts of the body, separate it, you know. Now you're going to separate upper body compared to lower body. Now we're going to go into shoulder. Now we're going to go into the muscles. Now we're going to go into the ligaments, mm-hmm. then the joints, then the bones, then the nerves. Right. Right. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Layers. Layers. Okay. Yeah. And that's how you learn. I get it. I'm not saying it's like wrong. That's how you learned. That's how I learned. Yeah. That's how physio learned. That's mm-hmm. how, um, you know, healthcare professionals learn. You know, we have an anatomy book and we study it and we memorize a lot of things. And that's how things are diced up. Right. Um, the way we teach... At Mao Detox is to understand the body as a whole in a way that's that's very unique, of course. Um, I always tell people it's like think of the body as a phone, right? Like an iPhone. Okay. I use an iPhone. I'm not a Samsung guy. I'm an okay. iPhone guy. All right, you just but... lost half the listeners. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Can't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're thinking about a phone, you're Everything that's developed in your body is considered hardware. Okay. Everything that's learned is considered software, right? So if you have a phone, it's brand new in the case. It's perfect, right? Because you have developers that put everything that's inherent in the phone. Then over time, you download things. Mm -hmm. You download an app that's called basketball. You download another app that's called... CrossFit. Another app might be soccer. Another app might be um, tennis, Mm -hmm. right? Over time, you download all these apps. And I always ask all my clients, like, how much time do you spend upgrading your apps? And how much time do you spend upgrading your phone? Right? And to me, and I'm just like straight up with my clients, right? I'm like, like our job in Mayo is to reprogram your hardware, not upgrade your apps, right? But if you come in for a session, you're, you're saying your phone is a little glitchy and you're willing to turn it off and turn it back on. Hmm. What usually happens? It might work. Might not. It might not. Yeah. Right? And then you do that enough times and it's still totally messed up or it doesn't work, then 
What do you typically do? You bring it to Apple or Samsung or whatever. Say it's broken. Exactly. Yeah. And what do they do? They either tell you to get a new phone or they'll do a factory reset. Problem is we can't do, we can't get new phones <laughs> or do factory resets. Exactly. Or maybe you can do a factory reset. Or maybe you can do a factory reset, right? But <clears throat> the point is like a lot of people are walking around with like say an old model. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're trying to download the latest apps for an iPhone 7. Doesn't work. Well, not really, because the latest app was developed for iPhone 10, not iPhone 7. Yeah. Right? So when you go out and play basketball, you play basketball, play basketball, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. It's like you're constantly upgrading your app, but you're not upgrading your phone. Right. So you're limited. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I, again, I'm just straight up. I'm like, you come in for a little on-off switch, or can you give me four weeks? Can you give me six weeks where we actually delete your apps? I don't want you actually playing basketball. I don't want you. And that's tough, Tough right? conversation to have. Of course, tough of course. But it's like, think about a brand new phone and you're not allowed to download apps. Yeah. You're not even allowed to put Instagram on. Yeah. And you know, that's... Uh, uh, I can't you know? do the one thing that I love. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like, how long can you last with a phone with no Instagram? Most people, not even a day. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Yeah. So it's like, of course you have to play basketball, but I just tell it as it is. It's like, you know, like yeah. we're trying to reprogram your movement. That's hardware. Yeah. Right. Something like walking and running is not something you learned. That's something that was developed. Yeah. Right. Because as we, as we develop, like from a, from a baby, from an infant, you have reflexes and those reflexes eventually as you develop they go away Mm -hmm. but you never taught a baby how to walk no they just put one foot in front of the other exactly yeah right you don't go hey can you like you know put your heel down Mm. and then your toes (laughs) and then the other one and yeah exactly all you say is come on yeah you could do it. And it happens. And then it happens. Are right? you a dad, Nick? <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually not a dad. I'm actually not a dad. Okay. All right. All right. Um, all right. But I have two beautiful nieces. There you go. And yeah. And that was time. real instinctual for you. I'm just <laughs> saying that's all I'm saying. You know, I don't know. Uh, but I, I study a lot of uh, human movement. Right. Uh, because I'm a physiotherapist, of course. Of course. But um, certain things are inherent, right? And certain things we learn. And the things that are inherent and developed are things like walking and running and sprinting etc etc and those movement patterns are hardwired in our system but over time as we layer on apps as we layer on the things that are fun in life then you know you you just end up with a phone that's a little bit glitchy right because you've overloaded it or you've yeah, you've used one thing too much. You've downloaded too much, you know, info or, or, or you know, data on your Clash of Clans and, you know, it's taken over your whole phone or you got too many photos or whatever it may be, right? Exactly. Um, okay, so I get it. So, th- so there's, a certain, there's a certain amount of layering there. But let me play devil's advocate a little bit. So, you know, the yes, you have, a, you have a hardware that you develop and you grow through naturally and those are your basic movement patterns. And then as you specialize and those are your apps and you kind of develop those and continue to upgrade and get purchases, but you're not necessarily looking back at, okay, there's not a functionality here. Cool. But I'll, I'll counteract that and say, for instance, I was told once that I run wrong. Right. right. Yo, like you run wrong. Right. And, and what my physio in, in Denmark at the time said, well, listen, like you're, 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 you're heel striking. 
right. you're, 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 you're just pounding. You're just pounding your joints right. constantly. And I'm like, well, that's how I've always ran. Right. So what do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> so, again, complicated yeah. to, to explain over, over a podcast. But how, that, how we look at things is that you, you know, your, your system always knows best. Yeah. Right? Meaning if you're running and your heel striking, that is the best way for you to run at that moment in time, right? Yeah. And there's a reason for that because your system's main function is to protect you and prolong your life, right? So when you look at somebody run, and I treat a lot of runners as well, and a lot of them come in and ask the same question like, hey, Nick, what's the best way to run? You know, I read this book. They said, they said maybe going like more... Um, four foot striking yeah. is uh, better for you. Like in theory, there's a lot of things that could be better for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but how the best way for you to run is to go out and run and not think about it. That's the best way for you to run. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you try to do something more intentional, then you're going against what your system wants to do. Right. So our goal at Mayo is to be able to create that environment for you to potentially run better, Mm -hmm. right? But that requires work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just something magical we do. It's the way we assess. There's a system that we use in how we look at your body and why you run this way, right? Again, it's like you can think about the what? Oh, I'm heel striking, right? Or which might cause et cetera, et cetera. But our question is always why do you heel strike, right? There's got to be a reason. What is the like on it? Like, uh, listen, like, what is the answer? Like, what is the answer to that question? <laughs> the answer to the question is it's trying to protect you. And then you ask why it's why is it trying to protect you by heel striking? Yes, which right? is killing my knees, <laughs> which is killing your knees. Yes, so if we can open your system, yes, and allow you to use more of your system, then you probably wouldn't heel strike anymore, right? It's just for whatever reason, it feels threatened to go into another position. Right. And it could be because you've sprained your ankles a lot because I know you play basketball. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Maybe on one side it's worse than the other side. Yeah. Again, I don't know. You come in and that's the discovery phase. We, we discover why you run a certain way or why you stand a certain way, mm. why your posture is a certain way, why you're, you know what I'm saying? All that. No, I totally get it. But there's a disconnect there. So for, for an ape like me, I think of that and say, okay, heel striking is bad. And I read the books too. And again, again, like, you know, the power of your toes and getting a wide grip and yeah. things like that, getting balance and stability through the, the front of your foot, utilizing your arc. Not like I used to it would heel strike and then I would just go on the outside of my foot. It was right. horrific, right? right. Um, and so I'm like, okay, bad. That's bad. Okay. Dumbass like me can figure that out. That's bad. Okay. I was told that's bad. You read it. That's bad. What's good? Good is the toes. So let's get to the toes. So a guy like me, I just, okay. So if that's bad and that's good, let's do the good thing. Right. So you go ahead and I start like, I'll run as well. Like I'll play basketball, all that stuff. And I will start just being allergic to my heel because like, I'm one of those guys where you tell me not to do something. Okay. Done. Like switch and it's gone. And I will, I will do everything. And I'll still habitually go back to it. But as soon as I notice, like I'm there, I'm out of it, right? Right. If I if I put importance on it, I'm there. Right. Now, what'll happen to me and what's happening to me literally right now, literally right now, <laughs> is I'll get on so I'll I'll go for runs and I will um really try to put that weight on what's this? The uh 
not my heel. What's the one where my toes connect to? What is that? What's uh, that? Plantar fascia. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> the arch. Yeah, the arch, right? Okay. And and my toe. And so I'll start getting there, and then I'll start falling forward a little bit as I run, right? Yeah. Which you know, read the book, okay, that's kind of makes sense, right? And then all of a sudden, shin splints like crazy, yeah, like crazy, yep. And then I haven't got an X-ray yet, but I'm pretty sure I have a freaking hairline fracture in my freaking foot. Sure, like it hurts like hell. That's not good. It's not good, right? <laughs> But, and then I, so there's a disconnect there is what I'm trying to say. Cause right. I'm just like, okay, hey, this is bad. This is good. Let's just go ahead and do the good thing. Right. That doesn't work. Why does that not work? Right. Well, number one, cause every individual is unique. That's very important to understand. True. Right. There's no, there's no, there's not a single person that's the same. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So when you read a book and there's a theory behind why, you know, running a certain way or using a certain muscle is is better for you or better for you, well, number one, that's a theory in the perfect world. Is everyone, does everyone have a perfect, you know, system? Mm-hmm. We always use the word system. I don't want to say body or muscle or whatever. So, you know, do, do you have a perfect system? Well, the answer is no, mm-hmm. because your past experiences will dictate how your system responds right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So how you stand is not going to be like how I stand, but I can't just stand up straighter because it's good for me. My system perceives my environment and my past experience and everything that has happened to me to dictate that this is how I should stand right now. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, our job in Mayo is to figure out the why. Okay, cool. You stand like this or you run like this or you walk like this. Right. It's because your system looks like this mm-hmm. cool can we give you a new system now if you if we can give you a new system it's actually not us giving you a new system it's it's both of us giving you that system together once you get that system we'll now just trust your system your system will find the new neutral or middle mm-hmm. or least threatened state does mm-hmm. that make sense no that totally makes sense so we give you this new system. We give you a bunch of movements or exercises, integrated, global, whatever it is, to challenge your system. Oh, cool. Now, when you go for a run, well, you got to trust the system, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just run and try to, you know, pull your back straighter or uh, run and intentionally try to, you know, use your toes more. There's yeah. a reason what does that why. Even mean? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a reason why it didn't want to do it in the first place. Right. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Like even for basketball players out there, because there's a ton listening. Like, you know, a lot of guys are like, oh, I want to increase my vertical, and then they'll go and they'll try to jump and they'll try to jump and they'll try. And they can't fucking jump. They can't jump. They yeah. can't get up there. And all of a sudden, they go up there for a rebound. Yeah. And their head's at the rim, and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> you know. And I feel like that might have some of the same, like, uh, similar sentiment there, where it's just like. When your body just knows how to go, it just goes. And when you're trying to push it in a certain direction, it's like, whoa, like, relax here. I don't want to do this. If I want to find a way to get up, I'm going to find a way to get up because that's what's naturally, right? Right. And again, that's kind of like finding that middle ground and not necessarily pushing at one boundary to try to get it it over, right? So definitely, I mean, 
I'll get up for a rebound and, you know, players will say this all the time. Like, oh man, I could have, I could have just put that thing back right there. I could have just, I could have just jammed that. Right. I can't even dunk, you know? And it's right. like, well, that's because you just kind of let go and you let it happen. Right. right? So right. my experience with Maya was just like, yeah, okay, go in there, be really, and this is the same way I approach training, go in there, be really, really thoughtful and really intentional about your movements in that space. Yep. Like it's really like a, you know, you want to be uncomfortable and figure things out a little bit and say, oh, yeah. shit, what is that feeling? Or, oh, I haven't felt that. Or how is this moving now? Oh, yeah. there's another mu- muscle I haven't used in a, like 10 years <laughs> or whatever it may be. Like, how, how did I get that? Right. And then, you know, be really thoughtful about how you're moving in those sessions and, yeah. and really aware. And then just don't think when you go out and do it. Exactly. Just like, exactly. just go, dude. Exactly. Just go. Because I've done it the other way around where I like, because I love thinking about it. Right. I love, and so I really enjoy the session sessions. We've had, I really enjoy it, right? Like, oh, yes, I'm learning and I understand this. This is amazing. And then as I'm going, I'm like, okay, am I feeling this? Am I activating this way? Am I doing this right? And I'm like, fuck, it's just not coming together <laughs> the way that I want it to. And I feel like my mind is just in between sure. the the movements that I want to get to. And I, and I don't know, what advice would you give to someone that's literally their mind gets in the way? Of just them moving in the right way. Right. How do you get past that? For like, I mean, for a guy like me, how the hell do you get past that? Um, you know, I, again, you, you always have to like trust your own system, number one, right? So if you're saying like, I can't jump that high, for instance, again, like, again, you always ask why, right? Is there, is there a reason why, you know, you're training in theory, every single muscle that will help you jump higher and you still can't jump any higher fucking theory yeah sorry right (laughs) because again like when you're on the court and you're going up for a rebound or you're going in for a dunk like everything's gonna come Mm -hmm. right so okay let's just say you can't um activate your glute muscle sure because that's common super common super common yeah so you know, you go to the gym and you'll go like strengthen your glute. You'll do all the glute exercises, right? Your crab walks, your your squats with bands, your, yeah. you know, there's there's a ton. Yeah. Bridges, tons of exercises yeah. that in theory activate your glutes. That was like, yesterday. Yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and in theory, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. Because in theory, it's a way to strengthen your glutes. But again, when you're going, when you're on the court, and a ball's coming at you, and you're running, and you're going to try to go up and tip that ball in, Whatever. go for a rebound or dunk. Well, there's a reason why certain muscles can work and can't work, yeah. because that's a very integrated movement, right? That is, like, what does your hardware look like? Yeah. Can it even activate that glute, for instance, yeah. while you're doing that jumping, Yeah. Right. Just because you go to the gym and strengthen all you want, it doesn't mean it'll translate to that sport. Yeah. You really have to understand movement patterns and why certain things activate and certain things don't activate. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who like can't do it, like, I mean, obviously I'm going to say you should get a session at Mayo, but I, I don't want to <laughs> say that, yeah. right? Hey, it's cool, man. You're here for a reason, man. <laughs> no. Plug. <laughs> you guys are too busy anyways. <laughs> sure. We're busy. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, it's just trying to understand the why. I always tell people to understand the why, mm-hmm. right? And go see a therapist, mm-hmm. right? There's tons of great therapists out there. It doesn't have to be Mayo. There's tons mm-hmm. of good therapists out there. So go see somebody who understands it, right? Mm-hmm. Understands 
oh, like when you're standing or when you're doing this particular motion, like, oh, there, there is something that's stopping it from, um, you know, activating for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And is it, is it body? Is it mind? Well, it's actually w- one, right? <laughs> you, like, we love to separate. That's what I, you know, it's like we isolate muscles, we isolate ligaments, we isolate whatever. We also isolate mind and body. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I personally don't believe you, you can separate those two. It's all one thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not mind and body. It's not like mind over matter. Mm-hmm. It's just like one. Yeah. It's one system. Yeah, yeah, you're a human. Like there's many parts to you and they all work together to yeah. to keep you alive, really, initially. And then you try to, I don't want to say, you craft that into, you know, a performance model, you know, yeah. versus the, yeah. you know, the basic model was maybe intended to be just to keep you alive right i mean of course we've moved past that a little bit now yeah. i want to ask you a couple of surface level questions because you know i think there's a lot of value and then i think you're the right guy to ask um I, I talk with a ton of players and a lot of the time you touched on it very briefly like you'll train at the gym you tr- you'll train that muscle at the gym you can't necessarily activate it on court mm-hmm. or like you said you're doing the crabs and you're doing the uh, you know using all the bands in the yep. world and you're doing all the explosive <laughs> movement in the gym and it, it's not translating on the court and i feel like so you know the surface level answer is like well you know you need to do those movements on court and then i'll feel like i've done both like i've done both where i've been really heavy in the gym yep. and gotten very strong it can lift and push a lot of weight very quickly yep. and then that doesn't necessarily translate to quick fast movements or or smooth movements on the court yep. and then i'll go on court and i'll just solely work on those movements just pound 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 right jump as high <laughs> as you can wear a weighted vest anything and i'll sure. see tiny little marginal improvements and every once in a while throughout a, a training journey you know you you get to a point where you're not necessarily focused on one thing you're not necessarily focused on the other you're just kind of going at it right and all of a sudden it clicks and you're like oh shit what was that? That was a moment where I, I really was athletic. I was athletic for sure. that season or I was athletic sure. for that month. And then you, you can never like get it tangibly sure. there. And then you're like, okay, well, I was athletic because I was in the gym or I was athletic because I was doing this. And there's always seems to be a fucking disconnect there. Sure. So you're like, well, how do I get elastic? Right. How do I get bouncy? Right. And there's no you know, real answer from a player perspective. You're like, I just don't know. It's like a code I can't crack. <laughs> you know? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Again, it's, it's, um, I mean, the whole thought of like, like strengthening something and then hopefully that translates to sport, like doesn't make a ton of sense, right? Right. Because it's, it's so isolated. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, so make it make sense to me. Cause I'm like, okay, <laughs> my knees hurt because I have no glute muscles. I have no hip flexibility. So strengthen those. Sure. So, so that's, that's right? where, that's, that's where little stone ape Joss <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, so, so no, like we like to think of pain Yes. and really any sensation in the body as a perception. It's a message. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. So your knees hurt. Yeah. There's a message being sent to really your brain, but your entire system that, that particular motion is causing a threat to my knee. Why is it causing a threat to my knee, right? Is it squatting down and jumping up? Well, squatting down requires a lot of things to move together. Hmm. For, for you, if, that's, if that particular motion starts to hurt, then you have to think, right, like what is not moving so that 
my knee has to maybe move more than it should. Mm-hmm. That's when threat happens, when something maybe moves more than it potentially should. And not, I'm not talking just in the like range of motion sense or mo- mobility sense, but in terms of like strength, mm-hmm. in terms of you know capacity, in terms of believing you could do it. All of those things, again, is, is, is one, right? Right. So, again, it's fairly complicated, but we look at the body as like you have a system and you have an environment. And when you look at that environment, well, you can keep strengthening that same environment, right? So if you look at it from like a global perspective, this is what you look like. Those, all of those walls are perceptions of threat to your mm. system, right? And 100% of the time, you're right in the middle of those walls because it's the furthest point from those walls, right? Mm. So 100% of your time, your system finds the least threatening state. When we stand, we stand a certain way. That's your least threatening state, right? When you walk, you walk a certain way. It's not like everyone else. Everyone's different, right? Because when you walk... You move within the system, mm-hmm. right? And the walls would dictate how much you can actually move. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So if, you're, like, if your system looks like this, like we're just going to draw a circle. A little circle. And jumping requires you to kind of move out here. Outside of the circle. Well, you can already imagine how much that wall can take, mm-hmm. right? If that wall can take a lot, then maybe you can keep pushing through it. You're, you're young, so probably. Yeah. A guy like me, like I'm old. So no, I don't think so, right? <laughs> Two reps and I'm, my knees are, yeah. ow, ow, yeah. I, stop doing that, Yeah, yeah. right? <clears throat> or like, can we open that system, right. right? That's what I'm trying to talk about at Mayo. Our, our, our framework of, of treatment and assessment is not really a how or what. It's understanding the why, understanding what people's system looks like in the first place. Let's understand this. Mm-hmm. Once we can understand that, then we can create, we can change that. For create people. space. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's a big, big theme that I see through a lot of your work and your team's work is mm-hmm. creating space, which is great because your whole model is, I don't know, I want to get into this too, but we're not done here, is, uh, is, is blurring the lines between lifestyle and physio and, and lifestyle movement, yeah. right? It, it's a great branding, as you know. Um, <laughs> Thank we'll, you. we'll get into that later. Nice hat. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, and so, yeah, there's that there's that um, feeling of creating space, creating space within your body, creating space within your mind of like, oh, I actually can do this. I'm, I am uh, flexible. I'm durable. I'm mobile. Yes. I can play different sports or do different movement patterns because I have space <laughs> to do those actions within. It's a very beautiful concept. It's also a beautiful concept if you just talk about you have a space and you're in the point of least resistance from your yep. fears, from your walls. It's the exact same thing um, in life. Like you're, you're at a point naturally like your physical self does one thing and your uh, emotional and psychological self does the exact same freaking thing totally. which is stay away from danger right so exactly. find find danger in a safe space 
push out, push out, push out, push out, push out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you could accomplish a little bit more, which is amazing and has so many parallels to life, which is why, again, I think what you have is beautiful. If you look on like a multi-level, um, a multi-level approach of how you're doing branding and as well as your movement, your brand speaks exactly to the way your methodology and training is, but you don't understand that until you really get in a couple of sessions deep and then it all kind of clicks for right. a second. And that's when branding becomes a, an act of mastery, right? Where your know, brands like, you know, Nike, have really done that beautifully sure. and and I know that's uh you know I mean they're the gold standard but just I want to speak I want you to speak to that a little bit more of when I think when I try to explain what Mayo's approach is or what your approach is again you spoke to it in terms of isolation yep. right there you're Many physios are just isolating or trainers are isolating here, isolating here, isolating here, and then asking the body to work collectively. Well, it doesn't work for a variety of reasons, as you just explained. When I try to explain it, I think I, I, the, only, the thing that comes to my mind is like it's a, it's a string theory. It's from my toe to my thumb, sure, right? Yeah. It's I'm I, it's through it's through my spine. It's it's through every part of it. Exactly. Like my lungs and my toes are moving at the same movement, and I feel like a, a static energy throughout the whole system. Mm -hmm. Now you didn't always think that way. No. And I, it's, it's a methodology I'm still trying to understand from a physiological standpoint. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Because again, I'm still at that stage. Like most people are, well, okay, if I work on this and then I work on this and I work on this, they'll all work together. Sure. Right. <laughs> no <laughs> answer is no. Takes a long time to get there. Right. Um, how did you, what was your, and I don't know if you can backtrack like this, but maybe you can give a rough outline of like, so other people can try to follow the same path in terms of your thought pattern from when you initially got into it yep. and what you thought movement was or what you thought rehab was, how you thought the muscles worked <clears throat> together and then evolved into this state. Now, I mean, you've been doing this for what? Like, I don't know, 15 years? Uh, 13 years. 13 years. Physio, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you've been time. doing it for a long time. Yep. Um, so there, there had to have been a progression in thought here. And maybe you can run us through what that progression of thought was. So a guy like me who's maybe at the start of that thought can maybe climb one <laughs> step up in it. Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it goes way back, obviously. Um, like I mentioned before, as a student, you, you really, you, you learn the systems, right? You learn your, you know, articular system, your myofascial system, you learn your nervous system, cardiovascular system. In physio school, you learn every system and then you break down every system. Mm -hmm. You learn to isolate, isolate, isolate. And <clears throat> again, in school, um, we were always taught to, to isolate things, right? It's like find the, the details of what's wrong, right? It's like somebody comes in with a shoulder problem, we need to find the exact details of what's wrong because that's supposed to help with my treatment, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that thinking is totally wrong. I think it's actually good to be able to know all that stuff. 100%, sure. yeah. Right? Um, <clears throat> but um, how it was always done and taught, and like I worked as a physio for about five years before I started my own practice, was that you... You isolate, 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 mm -hmm. and then you put it, try to put it together in a global way, mm -hmm. right? It's like you'll do a bunch of stuff. You'll, you'll figure out exactly this ligament is injured, mm -hmm. right? And then you'll, you'll treat it, and then um, you'll you know, prescribe exercises that's supposed to link that particular um, uh, body part to the rest of the body. You know, hope the, the, the good 
physios um, will go and integrate that through a global movement pattern that's maybe um, similar to sport. Okay, I'm sorry, I gotta cut you off here because this is I'm just dying to ask this. So well, let's we'll go back to that right there. But right on that point you just said there. So uh, a physio might subscribe a certain movement for uh, this joint, this muscle that's inflamed or whatever. Yep. But if you talk about on a macro scale, on a philosophical scale, what is your job? Your job is to become obsolete. Am I wrong? No. Right? Like your 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 job is to come, let's figure it out, let's find solutions and then go live your life, right? So essentially your job is to become obsolete after six weeks or six months or yes. whatever whatever the time frame is, right? Yeah. I had always, you know, felt as if if I'm going to a place, they're fixing one problem and then but since one problem is just gonna come right there, I, all of a sudden I have new power in that spot, which is sure. now gonna cause me injury <laughs> in another fucking spot. And I'm just running circles in this little you know, <clears throat> ecosystem that you've created for me. Is that not true? Is there some truth to that? That's there's absolute truth to that. I, okay. I always thought like, um, kind of healthcare, especially in the private practice world is, is flawed in so many ways. Right? right. It's like our, our job as healthcare practitioners is to, you know, help people and get people better. But, yes. you know, I guess in theory, if everyone was better than, we'd have to find another job. Yeah, but everyone's not going to be better. Like there's no, there's no shortage of humans on this planet, Nick. Like you're, you're going to have work <laughs> anyways. Right. So I'm sorry. So I'm glad that that made some sense to you. Cause that's just Absolutely. an internal thought that I've had forever. <clears throat> um, but so sorry, your, 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 uh, ideology was around isolated movement. And then you try to find a way to connect it globally after yes. you, you worked on those isolated movements from there. It went to, I uh, went to, um, really, Influences from everywhere, to be honest, mm -hmm. like uh, there's courses um, everywhere, workshops everywhere, a lot of gurus in this space, in movement, in uh, hands-on treatment, in, um, you know, just different schools of thought, I would say. Uh, when you're in this space long enough, you start to realize that every guru that created a school of thought is, is really just a paradigm. Right. They they they've all figured out a way to kind of repackage it in a different mm. form. Right. And you kind of have to take enough courses to start to realize they're actually talking about a very similar thing. Right. And, you know, again, being a very obsessive guy, because especially that's my line of work. Um, me and a lot of the guys at Mayo really tried to figure it out, tried to really understand it from, well, like, how does this relate to this and this and this? Because they all actually kind of work. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like... They're not necessarily wrong. No, and yeah. it was always confusing for me as a therapist. It's like you can, you know, do hands-on treatment with somebody. You can um, stretch them. You can strengthen them. You can sometimes even just talk to them. But maybe all four works, mm -hmm. right? And, well, I guess it depends on the person because everyone's yeah. unique, but, you know, you, you start to really question things as you, you know, start to get more experience and, um, you know, get more reps in in a lot of ways, just treat more clients. You start to realize, wow, this is, this is weird, right? Like what works for one person that has the exact same, you know, like working diagnosis, right? Like the exact same basketball player comes in with the exact same knee problem, yeah. 
right? And I always used to question this, right? Because people would come in, like that person would come in and, you know, I would do my, my thing, my treatment, right? You can call it a recipe because it's like, oh, the basketball player with a knee problem yeah. that kind of tweaked it doing this. Yeah. So you do that thing and then they get so much better, yeah. right? You'd see them the second time, third time. They're like, oh, you're like, you're like a magician. You get, my knee pain is gone. Yeah. And then, of course, you're like, you know, yeah. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, what up, son? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then the, a week later, the, a, the, a similar case would show up, right? Because that person probably um, referred their friend yeah. who, you know, they play basketball with or whatever. Same yeah. thing. Same tweak, same knee injury, same type of pain or whatever. And then... You know, they'd come in, they'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I got, you know, yeah, I yeah. got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of, right? You're just kind of, you're almost like, you're almost like, oh, you yeah. know, I know. No I problem. know what's up. Yeah, here we go. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. You do your thing, same recipe, basically. Yeah. And then you start, and then next time they come in, you're like super confident. Yeah. You're kind of like, hey, so, so how's your knee? Yeah. Right. Tell me and, how good it is. Yeah, yeah. Basically, tell me how amazing it is. Basically, like, you know, it's like ready. You'd be like, yeah, just tell me, tell me, yeah. tell me, tell me. And they're like, oh, it's actually worse. And you're just like, what? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because <clears throat> then you start to realize, and you have enough of those cases, you start to realize, right, you can't actually have a recipe for anything. Yeah. Because everyone is so different. Mm -hmm. And like at Mayo, we always talk about this thing called the per perfect cocktail, right? And we're always trying to find, like as therapists, we're basically a mixologist, right? Totally. Every single session, and it's not even every single person, because every session is slightly different, right? Mm -hmm. Is slightly different. Is it is it in the morning? Is it at night? You know, are they a little cranky because of work compared to last time? Because that changes things. Yeah, totally right? does. Yeah. So every session, we teach our entire team, it's our job to try to find the perfect cocktail, yeah. right? Because everything that's happened in our lives will dictate how we perceive anything, yeah. right? So if I go ahead and drink this cocktail and it's like, yo, that hit the spot. That's yeah. perfect, yeah. right? Perfect amount of sweetness, perfect amount of sour, whatever, yeah. I pass that same cocktail to you. Exactly. Yeah, you could be like, well, that same cocktail might be really good at nine o'clock at night, but it's probably not that good at 11 in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But there could be a million reasons why. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe you sucked lemons when you were growing up. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that you can't perceive sour the same way I perceive sour. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yo, this isn't even, this is too sweet. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Because we've developed our apps in different ways. Exactly. Yeah. We've developed our apps in different ways. Every phone is slightly different, right? Yeah. So if somebody's come in and, you know, they're a knee problem and they had a knee, pro the other person had a knee problem and they, they're both basketball players, probably from the same team, same position, everything. Those are two unique experiences. Yeah. And it's our job as therapists to really find out. And that's, again, the discovery phase, right? Find the uniqueness in that person. Absolutely. So... A lot of those experiences, and this comes with time, like, again, I've been a physio for 13 years, so you see a lot of this stuff, right, of, like, your your standard treatments that don't work for the the same cases, mm -hmm. or vice versa. The, the same person could get treatment five different ways, and 
all of it works, right? And you're like, whoa, what? Well, why but, is that but, muscle? Well, I thought that muscle was tight. Yeah. Wasn't I supposed to loosen that? Yeah. Right. But today I just talked them out of the tightness. That's weird. Right. Because maybe I made them yeah. think that it's okay. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> then you start to really dive deep into really just understanding human beings as human beings, right? You're not just understanding bodies anymore. You're not understanding muscles or ligaments or joints or all that kind of stuff that truthfully some somebody like like classified, right? Anatomy right. books were created. Right. They were created. Yeah. Right. But what wasn't created were, you know, human beings that developed over time. Right. Right. And that's when we say integrated, we just like I look at things as a whole. It's just a human being in front of you. Not a muscle that can't fire because of whatever. Yeah. You have to understand why. It right. sounds really stupid now that you're putting it like that. <laughs> you know, like it, like you're like, yeah, no, obviously. But it's also very hard to teach, right? Mm. And that's why. Because, you know, we used to always say it's like we, we expect everyone to be like Picasso, right? Mm -hmm. We're giving them a paintbrush and paint us a masterpiece every session. And that's hard. That's hard. Mm -hmm. It's easier to paint a certain way every single time. Mm -hmm. All you have to draw, do is draw this. Yeah, yeah. But that's not that's not how it works, right? It's mm -hmm. not how it works, right? So we're 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 teaching every therapist to, you know, kind of mix that art and science. That yes, there's a lot of science behind what we do, and science will always guide us no matter what. But if you say there's no art to what we do, that's that's BS. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's an artistic piece and a creative piece. There's a, like there's an improvisation of it as well too. Absolutely. Like, um, I came into Chinatown two weeks ago, yep. right when you guys opened, and thank and you. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, un un freaking real. <laughs> we'll get to that in a sec. Um, and I was with um, Tyler. Yes. I was with Tyler and. Uh, you know, you know my functionalities a bit. Tyler doesn't, <laughs> you know, and, and so there's an improvisation of that. I was like, okay, so now, now we just have to think on the go. Now we just like, okay, we're in clients in front of me. This is a human. Now I need to figure this out. Go, go, go. Yeah. And taking that, like, I would always feel nervous of like, fuck, I'm going to take 30 minutes to talk to this guy. Like, that's a lot of time. Right. Like, what if they expect to be moving for an hour? Well, like, other right. like that, right? Now, for a guy like me, I really appreciate that. I, I Listen, man, if you want to talk for 60 minutes, I'll talk for 60 <laughs> minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, teach right. me. You know, other people want to just be like, okay, you know, I'm going to physio for a workout. Or right. I, they're just going to get me to go do these exercises over and over again. So right. having that <laughs> ability to just kind of kill it. Well, let's try this. And then let's try this. Let's see how I react. And then we might do something else. But right. We'll, we'll just think about it. And then, you know, maybe a client's like, well, fuck, does this person not know what they're doing? <laughs> you know? Sure. Like, honestly, that could be a thought. You know, uh, I definitely didn't look at it that way. I was like, okay, cool. Like, this guy's taking the time. Mm. I appreciate that. Right. You know, but certain people might look at that different ways. Do you think there's a connection? This is a bit off topic, but do you think there's a connection <clears throat> between the... Do you pick up personality <clears throat> cues or personality <clears throat> types and associate them with certain muscle patterns or movements? Like, for instance, <laughs> like, 
a guy that talks really quick might have like I don't know fast twitch muscles. Like that's a terrible example, but like <laughs> like I'm a guy like. I could I can draw that parallel within myself where I can be like okay I'm a guy that overanalyzes shit so I'm gonna constantly overanalyze and overcompensate in different ways because right. I'm making blind mistakes sure right like do you, is there a certain like for instance if you're sitting down with a client the first time like oh yeah. this person's this way so they're probably moving like that do you think like that at absolutely all? Yeah? absolutely is that part of what you teach um, like your your in, yeah. like your internally your team yeah as part of the kind of discovery identify phase of our session which is session one Mm -hmm. but it's actually every session Mm -hmm. because we expect discovery every single session right Uh, but the first session there's a lot of discovery um you we do teach our therapists to to kind of classify in some ways what type they are um but knowing that there's no it's not only like five types it's there's, an infinite number of in types. The, yeah, because an infinite amount of variations. Absolutely. Right, and that's where ideologies go wrong. Exactly. That's where ide- uh, ideologies go wrong. That's one of the, uh, if you want to talk about takeaways in the past six, 18 months of my life, it's just been like, I like don't go toward an ideology. And I've learned that in every facet, right before you go on here, like, Josh, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I got three different things, right? Whether that's uh, finance, whether that's digital, or whether that's athletics. Right. All three of those things have something in common where it's like there's many people that are very good in those fields they all have found a pathway of what they do that pathway is not necessarily right that just means that they've gotten very good at that pathway sure. and they have found a clientele that works well within that Perfect. pathway exactly right but that's not necessarily the only way to skin that cat so you know I will gravitate towards certain ways of doing things because I think it's right and I always try to like find okay so I found Nick Nick's really good at doing this thing. This he he has a, this, this string theory, this holistic globalization of the body. I think it's really cool. I agree with it. Okay, so now I'm gonna go and try to find a physio that totally disagrees with you, sure. and try to get their like point of view and go right and go that way. Now that's just kind of the way I, I move, and so I try to move away from ideologies as much as possible. Sure. Now, what I like about Mayo, and I want to get into Mayo a little bit here, is again, you don't necessarily go to one ideology. You're again okay. We're here. You're a human. You're not a muscle. You're not a joint. You're not this. You're a human. Let's figure out a way to crack you and, and, and get you on your way and, and, and really get you to understand this. There's an educational point, which I love as well. Now, <clears throat> let's get to the shits. You're, <laughs> you're, you're the COO, the chief operating officer of Myo Detox. Now, very different, very, very, very different uh tangibly what you do and how you do it design wise brand wise culture wise people wise you've differentiated yourself those are five different factors right there there's you've different differentiated yourself in 10 12 different ways from essentially what i see as the entire industry right you've done something very very different in your role as a COO, I see all the time you're doing these educational sessions and yeah. I know you're a brand guy because I can just see how your mind works a little sure. bit. Like you obsess over that type of stuff. Yeah. What's the, can you explain to me what the brand on a gears level, on a nitty gritty level of what are you trying to communicate within that brand and what's the messaging you're trying to use to get that, that feel, that texture across? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, again, Mayo's evolved a ton right. through the years. I wasn't the original founder, right? The original founders from Toronto. Don't give me a quick, quick rundown because I know it, but listeners won't. So please. Yep. So two guys, one guy was the original, original founder. His name is Vin Pham. Yeah. 
Uh, so on Instagram, he's Vinny Rehab. A lot of people follow him. He's a physiotherapist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, taught me a lot, of course. Um, and actually a huge in- inspiration for myself um, because he's he's kind of like even further there, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense of like, he has this like, I, I just don't care. Like Yeah, he's of, radical. He's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it, it like to me inspired me a lot in terms of like, you know, during the physio room, so physio room was my original company in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, during the physio room days, like I, I didn't feel like I was 100% myself, right? Because I felt very guarded about um, expressing myself and, and not being fully comfortable with yourself makes it a very difficult place to find happiness. Yeah. Right? And... The, the transition of my, a lot of it was actually inspired by, by Vin because Vin, Vin was one of those guys that's like, yeah, like I could wear a, a hat to work, you know, I can, you know, dress a certain way because that's just me. It's not like, you know, and he, you know, he has tattoos everywhere. That's how he is. Right. I don't have tattoos, but what, why he inspired me was now I can, oh, wow, there's this guy that just will kind of do whatever yeah. and very well respected so for me it was like cool yeah. right i'm in i'm in and like now people make fun of me because i wear a hat to work every day because i'm just honestly just too lazy to <laughs> fix my hair but i was always a hat guy yeah. but then during the physio room days before mayo i used to fix my hair every single day oh. right and then feel like i take off my hat now and they're like you have hair <laughs> but the, the 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 irony in that is like back in the day like I would always fix my hair for work, and then on the weekends I'd wear a hat, yeah. and the people would see me in a hat and be like, "I've never seen you in a hat." Crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and then it was always like, "All oh, right," because you don't actually know me. Yeah. Right, and which is weird, right? Because, like, your best self always comes out when you're able to be yourself, mm-hmm. truly be yourself. Mm-hmm. So something we constantly preach at Mayo: be yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't try to be like me. Don't try to be like Vin. Don't try to be like it. Just be yourself. So Vin was the original founder. He founded, uh, started Mild Detox in 2014. And then Scott, who's our CEO now, um, was one of his patients. Mm. So um, This is in Toronto? In Toronto. Yes. Right. So they're both my partners now, of course. And mm. uh, together with a whole bunch of other people as well. Of course. We, we um, you know, grow this company the way we... We uh, think it should. And you asked me about like Mayo and the brand and what it, what it means. Like, again, it's evolved so much. Like right now, <clears throat> um, you know, the, the thing we've always gone by is smart and simple. Mm-hmm. What that means is the way, the way we um, deliver our product is very simple mm-hmm. in, for a consumer, mm-hmm. right? So people will understand it right it's like hardware software it's like your phone yeah it's like you delete the apps you download apps yeah i get it like that's how simple it is but behind that it's very intelligent because we spent a lot of time to understand how to reprogram hardware and then how to reprogram software Mm -hmm. right in concept very easy it's Mm -hmm. like oh you just down delete apps and then you download apps when your body's better I love that you've changed your analogies. That's so fucking brilliant. Like the the details of this is why I'm so attracted to it. Like you used to have an analogy with cars. And then you probably realized that not everyone drives, but everyone has a phone. 
So that's a better analogy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I insulted a couple of people. <laughs> Talking about shit. cars. Exactly. <laughs> so I stopped the car. Car <laughs> analogy is not, not, yeah. not something I'm doing. But, um, and then the second thing we really go by, and this means a lot to me, is longevity. Yeah. Our whole motto is future-proof your body. Mm. So that entire motto is about longevity, right? So you, you asked me earlier about like, isn't it weird that like in healthcare you... You, you know, you fix people, but you actually want them to come back like deep down because it's your business. Well, yeah, it is weird, right? It is actually weird, yeah. right? And I'm not saying people do that. I'm saying inherently it's kind of a flawed model. No, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying <clears throat> to point out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I'm sure like people aren't like that, especially right. therapists. That's why they got into, you know, being a healthcare professional they in the heal. first place. But it is inherently flawed. So... Our whole motto of Future Proof Your Body is to create longevity in people's lives, mm-hmm. not to fix anyone. We're not here to fix anyone. We're here to give you a path of longevity. Mm-hmm. From a consumer side, meaning our clients, longevity. We want to be able for you to download any app you want and not be worried about glitching out because you understand your body. That's different, right? We're an education-based company, meaning we're here to teach you how to reprogram. You don't necessarily have to come back. Mm. to reprogram but what most people find with our company is because we're an education-based company like it's kind of like going to your dentist every six months right you're going in for your your check-in well you're going in to kind of check in your phone right yeah like we're seeing yeah you know can we upgrade this iphone 7 to an iphone 8 or iphone 9 or iphone 10 so that's what we do is longevity And then on the flip side of this, which is extra important for me, because my whole career has been like, how do I find longevity in this career? Because most therapists are therapists for, you know, maybe 10 years. Yeah. It's tough on the body. Mm -hmm. Right. And And on the mind. And on the mind. And for in in our industry, it's never been a career of longevity. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you work as a therapist for a certain certain period of time and then most therapists will either you know eventually open their own clinic uh, or open on their own business or they stay within that profession Hmm. and and when they open their own clinic because nobody taught business back in the day including me like when i when i started physio in 2011 i knew nothing i had no idea what i was doing Mm -hmm. right i just just kind of like did it yeah you figured it out yeah you figured it out but it was hard it was hard, harder than most people would ever imagine. Right. Right. And my, when I say longevity, like I'm trying to create longevity for my team, for people within this industry to give them a path that you can actually, you know, become an entrepreneur and actually know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So for everyone on our team, we train, right. If you want to take on like a leadership position in our company, we train leadership. Right, because I don't want, and it doesn't mean you have to, you know, open a clinic with us or be one of the managers or directors in our company. Mm-hmm. It means I just want to train you so that if during this path you decide to go off and do your own thing because you have your own dreams, then, well, let me at least help you and support you along the way so that when you go out and do your own thing, you don't just do it and become very cranky in two years, realizing that you don't know how to lead a team. You don't know how to manage a team. 
you don't know how marketing works, brand works, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. right? So we're here to actually teach people and train people in in leadership so that people within this industry can have longevity in their careers, right? Fill the holes that you once had that in your and, and teach throughout that. And that yeah. probably goes by <clears throat> it goes back to you care. Yeah. You just care. Yeah. About your employees, about your clients, right? Like the only reason I started my own company in the first place is because I got stagnant. Mm-hmm. I was a physio for five years and I I didn't know where to go. Yeah. I ended up quitting for six months because I was like, I don't even know if this is for me. Yeah. Because you wow. start questioning everything. Yeah. yeah. All, all those things I was telling you about, it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. Then I'm like, okay, well, the next logical step is I guess I got to open up my own clinic. Then I open up my own clinic and I do that for four or five years. And I got stagnant again because I realized that I didn't know how to grow a business. I didn't understand business because I opened my second clinic in 2015. And that was hard. The hardest thing ever was opening that second clinic because I didn't know business at all. Like I didn't know how to build team culture, not in a tangible way, Mm -hmm. right? Because these days the, the growth of a company is purely based on team culture right right but how do you how do you develop team culture and how do you sustain team culture well it's more than high fives and (laughs) pizza and beer yeah right absolutely more than that yeah totally it's it's understanding what people want and why people are even there in the first place that's important and like i said earlier it's like how do i support the dreams of everyone that supports me. That's it. That's very key. Any entrepreneur who wants to be successful has to really understand the people, right? So I spend all my time teaching, teaching yeah. all the time, just teaching. I want yeah. people to learn. And, and I know that they're constantly supporting my dreams. So support theirs, support theirs. That's a beautiful way to bring it full circle. Um, we just went off. There's a couple of things that I have to ask you. Go for it. Because you know what? I'm not going to live with myself if I let you walk away. <laughs> um, there's a point. There was a point, I believe, in 2017 where you said you were going up to your clinic to go work. You turned around. And you're like this. Um, I don't want to go in there. And you went and you worked at a coffee shop. What was that about? Yeah, Because 2000- that's intense. Like that's your spot. Yeah. It's, that's a uh, huge moment. And I, that's a moment I don't understand on the surface level. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people know that, number one. Yeah. I know I wrote about it recently. Um, you know, in 2017, I, I made the decision um, to rebrand Physio Room as Mild Detox right. and basically join with these guys from Toronto to collectively, you know, have a larger voice. Mm-hmm. Um and hopefully impact more people in the world. And in 2017, that was easily the hardest year of my life. Easily, right? For six months to a year, it was tough, right? Yeah. Because that day that I announced that to the team, I couldn't sleep for days leading up to it. Yeah just i couldn't believe how difficult it was mm. right and the the shock you know the anger the everything every emotion you can imagine was there 
And I felt like I let so many people down. And I take that very personally and hard because I've always been a people person. Mm -hmm. Everything I've done is to, is for people, you know? And like I said, like I, I inherently care. I do. You know, when somebody leaves my company, I always wonder why, right? And I say it to this day, I don't mind if anyone leaves my company or leaves me, but I just want to make sure they're leaving for the right reasons and not the wrong ones, right? Yep. And I, I, I know and I think, but, you know, during 2017, a bunch of people left the company. Crazy. And, you know, they'll... They'll probably never admit it, and I'll probably never know, but I think for the wrong reasons. Wow. Right. And in 2017, absolutely. There was days I'd walk up to the clinic, and I would just peek in the window. And you can just get that sense that I wasn't welcome. Wow. Right. And Jesus. I would walk away. I would literally walk back to the car, and I'd sit there. And some people don't even know. Like, I cried at night, right? Right, because I, I felt like... I let everything go, right? But deep down, I knew it was what was needed to be done, right? Because Physio Room was not the platform for, for us to do what I personally intended to do, which is, again, like support the people that I wanted to support. I didn't have the tools to do that, right? And I wrote recently in Instagram that I can't call myself an entrepreneur back then. Just because you own your own company doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur. I can call myself an entrepreneur now, and I'm, and only because, um, every day I'm willing to learn more and more, mm. right? And there's a big difference in in you know owning your own business and and really understanding like what your purpose is, right? So wow, again, wow. it's just tough. Super Toughest tough. year of my life, for sure. Super tough and and super hard to believe. <laughs> See your team now; it's that's hard to believe, man. Um, that's crazy. Um, really hard to comprehend, but I, I I understand it, and I know. I don't want to say I know. You're an A type personality. Yeah. I know other A type personalities that um, steer gigantic ships, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes the wrong way. And they're still steering a gigantic ship. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of cracked a code there for me in a sense of like, wow, maybe you can steer a gigantic ship and be wrong. Sure. You know, like I always thought that like, oh, you know, maybe this person does it this way and that person's right or the other person does it this way and that person's wrong. Well, you know, the size of their <clears throat> ship will determine whether they're right or wrong. Fuck, right. that's kind of not true. <laughs> like, that's kind of not true. For sure. Yeah. And I, sure. I never really realized that. And, and that brings a lot more value to maybe smaller guys with smaller ships. Yeah. Um, which is which is really beautiful. Um, last thing. Last thing. I, Nick. Like I said, you're an A-type. I know other A-types. You work your ass off consistently. You do care. You don't lack interpersonal skills. Um, you do have, you maintain relationships. You have a wife, girlfriend? Wife. Wife. Yes. Very supportive wife, by the way. Must be. <laughs> um, and you care about your employees, um, your friends. You give back with day one, which is something we didn't even touch on, which I yeah. feel day one's awesome. Let me just be on record and say that. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to the whole team over there. Shout out Jen and all that, all those guys over there. It's amazing. Um, t- uh, you, you have those skills. 
you also drive relentlessly in one in one direction, right? What if you're wrong? <laughs> like, what if you're wrong? Right. Like, really? Like, I ask myself this all the time. I don't have an answer for it. And I've, I've asked, you know, people that are much older than me that same question, and I get different answers all the time. Like, right. what if you're freaking wrong, dude? <laughs> well, I guess it's, number one, it's how do you define wrong or right, right? Because, you know, the biggest thing for me is enjoying every single day. And I love the people I work with. Um, so what, what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Good so point. like wrong in what sense, right? Like, well, this company's going to blow up one day. Well, that's not wrong because I'm, I'm having fun every single day. And, um, I have more purpose now than I ever have, which, yeah. which, uh, you know, people still ask, like, why do you still treat? You know, right? like my own team is like, why do you still treat? <laughs> right. But I'm like, it's different, right? Because Every, every person that I treat or see, there's, there's, there's so much more intention behind it. There's so much more purpose behind it, right? Because I do absolutely want to change the world, right? The entire team does. And, and so when you ask, like, what if I'm wrong? I don't think we're wrong because we're enjoying the process, Yeah. right? Yeah, so, and that's what life is. Exactly. Yeah. So I, we, I don't define wrong in what happens in the end because yeah. I don't even know what the end means. Right. I don't know what the end means, but let's not go down that. Hole. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go down that hole. Um, doesn't mean Jack come for me, but you're on to something, man. And I, I don't know what the story is or where the story ends, how it changes or anything. I just know that I'm really going to enjoy watching it and reading it. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. There's a lot of value in everything you do and the team does, your leadership styles. There's a lot to unpack within the last hour and a bit or however long we did. There's a lot there. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, maybe we could have, you're great at making things simple, but <laughs> you, there's so much there. Like this is one I'll re-listen to. Right. And be like, oh fuck, like I kind of got that, but I kind of didn't. Like, what is your? And I'm, I'll probably just like hit you up and be like, what did you mean when you said this? Like, I get what you said on this level, but then when sure. you look at it this way, what, what, you know, like that's that's the type of value that I want. I try to get out of guests, so it's really, um, it's really empowering in a way to to connect like that. So I appreciate that, and I know that's why, you know, I really wanted you here. Awesome. <laughs> you know, and so I appreciate your time um, because. Time is the most valuable thing, as, as you know, yep. very, very well. Um, and so that means a lot to us and, and to the team as well. So thank you for that. Um, if people want to get at you or a hold of you or say, Nick, please treat me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know how, do, how do we get a hold of you? Where do you want people to follow you at? Or, or what's, your, what's your deal? Yeah, so um, Instagram, it's uh, at Nick Lofizio. Sweet. If you want to book a session with me, I'm available online just like everyone else is. I'm not special. Are you really? Yeah. So it's uh, myodetox.com. Just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a lot of availability. Yeah. I don't treat as much as I used to, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, I still love love seeing clients. That's uh, it's my passion. So I'm um, yeah. happy to, you know, treat anybody. Yeah. But my team is amazing, right? Yeah. The entire team is amazing. Yes. Um, so I'm not special, right? Um, you know, we train everyone to to be able to deliver um, that kind of mild detox way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So 
everyone in the team is very capable and everyone in the team is actually great. So mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to book <laughs> with me. I love treating though. So yeah. absolutely, you can you can book a session with yeah. me if you need. And go check out their uh, their Chinatown location because architecturally, that's right. You have gold faucets, dude. <laughs> the fuck is that? Uh, the I, hell. I'm a I'm a design guy. And Jesus. A brand guy. Um, I just you know I. The, the whole point of like Chinatown and also we open a clinic in West Hollywood as well, just in January, right? Uh, is, is to be able to change that conversation. Jesus right? Christ. We always say lifestyle. Like what we do as healthcare professionals and therapists, physios, RMTs, chiros, we, we have all of them, um, is to provide you the tools to allow you to live the lifestyle you want. That's what we do. Right. So if if it doesn't speak lifestyle, then how does that make any sense? Listen, right? man, all I'm saying is never in my life have <laughs> I taken a photo of a freaking door handle. And I did that like last week. <laughs> when in your life, I got there, I was at a 7 a.m. session. I got there like 6.45. I'm like, wow, look at this damn door handle. And I like snapped it. I was like, wow. <laughs> and it was no other place. I mean, the way it contrasted on, like, it's not a black, that you, it, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into it. I know it's not gold. It's like a brass or so. I don't sure. whatever, man. I'm going to talk to you later yes. <laughs> we'll go there i'm like what's with this and these lines right thank here you. thank you very much anyways it's beautiful like the lighting you have coming anyway whatever <laughs> you know go ch- go check it out and you'll know what the hell i'm talking about or check out their instagram because there's a ton of cool uh angles and photos on there as well but you got to see it go see it yes. uh, see it to believe it the team there's amazing um nick we got into a ton of what you have done externally yep. in this world we didn't get to internally <laughs> but that's okay um, we could go for three hours. We totally Absolutely. could. We go for four. Yes. You know. Uh. You know. Bring the tea. We'll we'll run the tea back and and we'll get we'll get it going. Next but time. uh, we'll we'll make sure to get you back and have those conversations sure. as well. And uh, and the next time that you stop by, you know, you're gonna have a whole another chapter to explain. So <laughs> I appreciate that, and I look forward to uh to seeing and and reading that story. So thank you, Nick, for your time. Thank you very much. That's a wrap. Thanks, yeah. guys.